Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I am Karen. I'm really glad you joined me. Yeah, I am. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm glad you joined me. Although Satan is not welcome to the party. All right. Just putting that out there. All right. Today's podcast uh, episode is titled Men Are From Lowe's, Women Are From Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> you heard me right. You'll, you'll understand what I mean in a minute. But first of all, I just want to thank all you new people who are joining the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm really glad you're here. And I'm glad that those of you who have been listening are continuing to come back. And I really appreciate it anytime you share this podcast with someone else. So if you're checking out this journey for the first time, I do appreciate you being here. Uh, and again, those who've been here the 10th time or the 50th time, and I'm really hopeful you'll hang in with me as I kind of get my bearings and get back on track to a weekly podcast instead of every other week or so. All right, so the Woman Inspired Podcast can be found pretty much on most podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, iHeart, Audible, Podbean, Apple, Google, Edify, and a whole lot of others, and soon to be on some more, including with some sponsors. So yay, praises for that, and thank you. And if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, reach out to me. You can go to womaninspired.com and send me an email. And uh, I'll let you know how you can help sponsor this podcast. And I appreciate all of the support and especially the prayers. So if you pray for me, thank you. If you don't, please do. All right. So the title of today's episode again is Men Are From Lowe's, Women Are From Walmart. And I'm sure you're thinking, um, especially when it comes to uh, certain uh, things and maybe books you read in the past. What? Is that what you're thinking? What? Question mark. I almost... Uh, title this podcast uh, three is better than two but it, and that goes for a lot of things I mean three pieces of cheesecake are better than two three scoops of ice cream are better than two <laughs> and the, the three is better than two does hold true when you're looking at a lot of things but not baskets of dirty laundry or dishes in the sink but <laughs> for what we'll be talking about today it definitely rings true as does the original title I chose about men and women. So let's start out with a couple of pod quotes. A perfect relationship isn't perfect. It's just that two imperfect people never gave up. That's anonymous. I have no idea who said it, but I liked it. All right. And here is a quote, and this is actually from the Bible. It's from Ecclesiastes. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. All right. So as my husband and I were talking the other day about how to approach a difficult situation, that's where this uh, podcast came to mind. I was reminded then how different we are. He and I are. Not just because we're different human beings, but because I think at the core of who we are, we're just built differently. We have some things in common, for certain, but we have some definite, <laughs> definitive differences. And anybody who knows us well um, can, would probably say they're glaringly obvious. <laughs> besides the fact that I have hair and he does not. Okay, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, but we, we have some definite differences, especially in the way we approach solving problems or planning things out. Having been pretty much all over the country to speak at women's conferences, 
this is definitely a theme in most relationships. Most husbands and wives tend to think differently than each other. And now if you're not married or you don't have a boyfriend or you don't have a guy in your life, don't, don't tune me out yet. Cause this isn't just all about husband, husbands and wives. Okay. So, um, but not all husbands and wives are that vastly different, but most are. And you're going to hear me going on for a bit about the differences in men and women. Yes. Um, these are likely stereotypes. And so you will probably comment or send me email and tell me I'm using stereotypes. Go ahead, email away, but it doesn't matter. I'm warning you right now because usually a stereotype is there for a reason, right? And let's be clear here. The definition of stereotype, which is way overused terminology in our culture, the real definition of stereotype is a standardized mental picture that is held in common by members of a group or community and that represents a simplified opinion, an unobjective attitude, or an uncritical judgment. So it's not a criticism of any kind, a stereotype. It's an unobjective meaning you're usually in the middle of it, you have experience with it, yet uncritical, simplified description or viewpoint of a person, thing, or situation. So there you go. Buckle up your adult underoos, take a deep cleansing coping breath, and be prepared for a stereotype to head your way, all right? <laughs> okay, so husbands and wives. Yes, we do tend to think differently. It's in part what I consider a blessing because where I'm weak, my husband is strong. Where he's weak, I'm strong. When we're both weak, God is strong for us. That is actually a fact in our marriage, not an opinion. Uh, that's a fact. All in all, we three, God, my husband, and I, make a pretty strong cord. And here I'm referencing the quote I just had from Ecclesiastes 4.12. So that being said, there are times we get frayed using a cord as a reference or a string as a reference, we get frayed. There are moments when I feel that that cord is getting tied into knots or I fear our really strong cord might actually be a primer cord attached to a stick of dynamite. <laughs> um, does that, that sound familiar to anyone? Perhaps you have a relationship that gets that way at times. Uh, hopefully you don't have a relationship that's that way all the time. That's a different podcast, and uh, if you need to reach out to somebody, please feel free, and I will send you in a direction that might be able to help you. But in the meantime, there is rarely another time um, as far as referencing my relationship with my husband that causes a whole more strife in marriage than planning for an event. I'm not sure if it's that way for you, and I'm not sure about other women, but planning and preparing are times when I am keenly aware how different my brain works than my husband's does. It really, really does. I tend to process, plan, and prepare for life totally differently than he does. Because of those differences, we have to work hard to be patient and keep calm and understand that our differences won't break that strong cord and it won't ignite into a stick of dynamite. It really won't. If we don't let it. And if we make sure that God is the third strand in our cord. So when we were first married, though, and the differences between my husband and I started to make me feel afraid and afraid, <laughs> I sought out whatever I could read to help guide me in the direction of peace. Uh, I wanted to change my mindset and hope that in doing so it would change his. 
I saw all the titles and read the books about men and women being from different planets and different species and genetic studies showing the vast array of differences between men and women. You know, men are from Mars or Uranus or something <laughs> to that effect and women are from Venus. And really, at the time when I went to, a one time I went to a, to a conference, excuse me, one time I went to a conference, I saw a book titled Women Are From Men, Men Are From Dirt, which... <laughs> That still cracks me up. It's a biblical book, really. So anyway, I read all of those resources, um, especially at the time. I just really wanted to soak in anything that I could. And they weren't written for no reason. I mean, it's because people like my younger self were seeking whatever they could uh, to understand that when you're in a relationship with someone, especially when you don't have any experience, that you do have differences and that it could affect you. And it's up to us to try to learn and grow and work to make those relationships what they should be, to sometimes smooth things out and make life better within those relationships, you got to do a little bit of work. You have to study, right? You have to research. You have to ask advice and opinion. And that includes not just marital relationships, but all kinds of relationships because we're not born knowing how to have a rela relationship, especially in an ever-changing world. Um, so these relationships could be Mother, son, daughter, dad, sister, cousin, friend to friend, husband to wife, because sometimes relationships are tumultuous and we're just learning how to be around each other as we change and grow. And every relationship involves people who are either quite different from each other or way too much alike or a combination of all of the above. So it takes time and work and insight and willingness on both parts and it takes love and a whole lot of ability to laugh at ourselves, quite honestly, uh, to make things work. And what I was seeking, though, were answers to what happens when those differences, when they just they start to interrupt our relationship and cause a divide in our marriage. I was seeking a way to make our relationship stronger so we wouldn't break. What happens when the two of us aren't strong enough to withstand our differences? Because that's where I felt like we were getting to. That's the question I was looking an answer for. Um, I knew from reading all those books that most of what I was taking in just didn't apply. It didn't apply to our situation. I didn't find the answers I was looking for. A lot of those self-help guru type books are written to bring people in and turn readers into dollar signs, really. that I mean, whatever sounds good in the moment or might be popular at the moment that's what's being cranked out and sold in the self-help section. And yet I know there are many quality books out there with awesome information that really do help people. But what I was looking for at the time, I couldn't find. What I wanted were clear, simple answers to everyday relationship concerns. And I wasn't finding those answers in the bookstores or online or on social media. I mean, hey, 25 ways to organize my cabinets inspired me to clean out a closet but it did nothing for my marriage, <laughs> okay? So after a lot of research, I did what I should have done in the first place, though. I turned to the Word of God. And after a lot of reading in some interesting books, but finally turning to those scriptures, I came to a few conclusions. I learned a few lessons, okay? Conclusion number one, God did indeed make us the way we are for a purpose. My husband does have strengths that I don't. I have strengths that he doesn't. And in Ecclesiastes 4, 10 through 12, it tells us that two are better than one. If one falls, the other can help pick the other one up. Two can keep warm better than one. And just as important, 
when those two seem like they're going to break and things are too much, it tells us that a cord of three strands, not two, but three, is much harder to break. Which brings me to lesson number two, or conclusion number two. If we didn't want our marriage to break, we had to make sure we put God in the middle of us. God, hubby, and me. Three distinct strands wrapped together to make one strong cord. And lesson number three, I realized that we are not from separate planets. We were both made in God's image, but we definitely were made different than each other. So my overall conclusion was that if I had to write a book about the differences between men and women, it would be titled Men Are From Lowe's, Women Are From Walmart. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and when I discovered this concept years ago, I was writing a book. And so I put a chapter in my book, Running on E, uh, titled Men Are From Lowe's, Women Are From Walmart. And so I wanted to share some of that with you today because some of those differences have come about this past few weeks and glaring me in the face again. And I have to remember that we are not just my husband and I, we are my husband, God and I, God's right in the middle of us. So you're not sure that men are from Lowe's and women are from Walmart? Hmm. All right. So stereotype warning. <laughs> Let's take a typical life scenario and analyze it through the eyes of a woman. Let's say your husband's mother has to have surgery and on her leg and she needs help with her care. Her house has steps leading to the front door and she's unable to get in and out and unable to hobble around the house for days on end without assistance, right? So most typical wives, not all, but most typical wives would start planning um, and she would set up a schedule for the family and friends to take turns going over to care for her mother-in-law, prepare meals ahead of time for her, make arrangements to make sure she's transported to the doctor and therapy appointments as needed and start planning all that stuff. Perhaps the only alternative is to bring her to your house to care for her. I'm not wishing that on anybody here. I'm just saying sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So if that's the case, you begin to plan for additional meals, rearrange furniture, you clear a path to the closest bathroom for her, and you figure out how many days you're going to need extra help for yourself to take care of the kids or the grandkids because you now have to take care of your mother-in-law as well. All right, so women tend to think ahead. When an issue comes up, we snap to the planning, preparing, and purchasing because we want to be prepared, right? We want to be prepared ahead of time. We head to the Walmart. We stock up. We prepare for the situation at hand and, and any worst case scenario that might come up in the process, like an extreme headache in the case of caring for your mother-in-law. <laughs> Hence the purchase of the really extra industrial size, large bottle of extra strength acetaminophen <laughs> and chocolate bars that you purchase while you're at Walmart in order to hide in your nightstand in case of an emergency, <laughs> right? This is the kind of planning that most women do. Now, most men, they go about things a bit differently than most women do. In this life scenario, the husband's immediate instinct tends to be not to get caught up in the nitty gritty of the daily preparations and future planning or into planning too far ahead, but rather to fixate on fixing something he can fix right now, right? Does this sound familiar to anyone? Men tend to snap right to the where's my duct tape mentality, hoping to find a fix, 
without things getting too sticky for anyone. This is not to say that stress is isolated to women. Men and women alike deal with stress and we all deal with it in various ways. Sometimes it's tied to how we saw stress dealt with when we were younger. So, but the average male will work to find a quick and painless fix for everyone involved. In normal hardware fashion though, many husbands, including my own, they're gonna head to their mother's house to console and reassure her that they've got it all in tow, even though they're not doing it alone. Um, then they'll go to the local Lowe's for supplies to build a ramp. So his mother can go in and out of her own house on her own. And he might then figure out a MacGyver rigged system for her to be able to use the microwave, the toilet and television all at the same time. Hence causing far less disruption in his own household. So <laughs> fixing it and moving on could kind of be the motto here. That's the average male mindset. Less energy expended, less time taken, depending on how organized they are, and less overall disruption. Even though there are pluses here, no doubt, foregoing the purchase of chocolate negates this plan in my mind altogether. Just putting that out there. All right. So what it comes down to is that God made us to be helpmates for each other. You can see Genesis 2.18 for that. So we're supposed to help each other and to balance each other out. So somewhere between the trip to Walmart and the trip to Lowe's, if a husband and wife can come together and pray about the direction they're headed and let God guide them, the best case scenario can happen for them as well as for their mom slash mother-in-law. So if you're married, hopefully your two mindsets will work together in these kind of life scenarios to create a cohesive compromise. Hopefully one that will allow your mother-in-law to use her bathroom without having to heat a TV dinner on the sink at the same time. Okay. So, but if you're already feeling frayed, you know, kind of feeling everyday challenges that arise, like they're going to cause that last little string in your cord to break, then I encourage you to stop, kind of drop and pour it out to the Lord. And don't forget to grab the hand of your spouse and take him down with you to pray I mean or the hand of your parent if you are in a relationship with them that is strained or your friend or your sister or your cousin whomever it is that you're trying to work with or play with and live with that relationship that isn't as strong as it should be because you're just lying around like two loose threads instead of wrapping your relationship around God and putting God in the center of it praying together regularly on a daily basis that's a good idea too. Not only will it bring you together, but it will usher God right into the middle of your relationship, not just for the big things, but for the everyday things. And for wives like myself, <laughs> if your desire is to strengthen your marriage, then strengthening the ties that bind you together is the way to go. Either that or prepare to stock up on lots of spiritual duct tape so you can fix the strands as they threaten to break because a run to Lowe's for some actual duct tape won't fix a marriage and it cannot replace the amazing strength that comes from a cord of three strands that was designed by our Heavenly Father, which means him in the middle of it. So thank you so much. That's my little tidbit today. <laughs> I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. Uh, I appreciate your prayers and I appreciate you sharing this podcast with someone that you care about and, and maybe they'll get something great out of it too. Have a blessed day.